kidnapped, held captive, raped, tortured, and murdered the girls before disposing of their bodies, but also recorded themselves performing their rapes on videotape. Their serial killer video selfies would become horrific courtroom evidence. While in the past, serial killers have been known to take still photographs or record audio of their victims screaming and begging for mercy, it's only in the 1980s that small portable video cameras began to be widely available for consumers. Bernardo and Homolka compulsively record everything on videotape, leaving behind a horrific record of exactly what organized, sadistic serial killers do to their victims. In criminal history up until then, never have homicidal videotapes as detailed and extensive as those recorded by Homolka and Bernardo been entered into evidence. Not even the notorious videotapes of Leonard Lake and Charles Ng taunting and torturing their female victims in California in the mid-1980s. To everyone's shock, the couple were charged with a third murder when videos revealed they had drugged, raped, and killed Carla's own little sister, Tammy, on Christmas Eve as the parents slept upstairs, recording that rape on video. Carla would later explain that her kid sister's virginity was her Christmas wedding gift to her husband-to-be, as an act of atonement for her own lack of virginity. She was later angered by the death of her sister because her parents couldn't get over it, and were being all Debbie Downer on her cheery wedding plans. Making matters even more controversial, before the police got the videotapes into their possession, Paul Bernard's attorney, Ken Murray, on his client's instructions, took them from their hiding place and concealed them for 17 months, while Carla Homolka made a deal to testify against her husband as a battered wife victim in exchange for a substantially reduced sentence on the premise she was too a victim. When the videotapes were finally turned over to police, they confirmed that Carla had gleefully participated in the rapes and tortures of the girls, but it was too late to change the deal. Her plea bargain was locked in. While Paul Bernardo today is locked up for the rest of his life, Carla Homolka has already been free for a decade as of this writing, having remarried the brother of her recent attorney and giving birth to three children. Recently, after a leisurely life in the coconuts and sunshine of the French Caribbean island of Guadalupe, raising her little darlings, Carla and her happy brood have returned to the bosom of Canada in 2014. The case of the Ken and Barbie killer shocked, and still shocks not only Canadians, but everyone around the world to this day. The Perfect Couple When arrested, he was 28, and she was 22 years old. They looked photoshopped in real life. Paul Bernardo was blonde, blue-eyed, tall, athletic, intelligent, charismatic, and classically handsome, with what many described as an angelic baby face that made women's blood rush and pupils dilate at the mere sight of him. He was gorgeous. So was Carla with her Barbie doll head of thick, shiny blonde tresses. She was brightly blue-eyed, smart, articulate, vulnerably petite, with a well-proportioned knock-em-dead body and wholesome Central European milk-and-honey good looks. He was a university-educated chartered accountant in a big, prestigious downtown Toronto Bay Street firm, while she was a recent high school graduate who worked as a veterinarian's assistant but really wanted to be a policewoman or a housewife. Both were brought up in anonymous, middle-class suburbs, attended typically middle-class suburban schools. They frequented typical high school and college student events and parties. Everything about them was middle-middle typical. 
Their tastes and styles were not too high class and not too low class. They were aspiring upscale shopping mall mediocre with ambitions for super wealth and affluence of the rich and famous. Paul and Carla were married in a lavish but again typically mediocre ceremony that could have, and probably did, come from the pages of a bridal catalog. They left the church in an open horse-drawn carriage and honeymooned in Hawaii. They settled in one of those typical wealthy, middle-sized towns that dot the fertile belt of southern Ontario known as the Golden Horseshoe, between Toronto and Niagara Falls, near the border with the United States. They rented a perfect little lakeside Cape Cod-style house on 57 Bayview Drive in Port Dalhousie, a lakeside suburb of St. Catharines, about 30 minutes from Niagara Falls. The rent was $1,200 a month, and Carla and Paul furnished it with typical Canadian pine furniture and throw rugs. Atypically, by the time Paul and Carla left for the...